I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Everton Fan Focus podcast, or how it's more commonly known these days, the Samaritans Hotline. <laughs> Mark, it's been three weeks, how are you, lad? I'm finally bearing up. Yeah. Step up a lip, trying to put a brave face on it. I'm not talking about my private life, I'm talking about Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's, uh, it's, been a, it's been a testing time for any Evertonian. But I don't want to you know, go right off with all guns blazing, but it's been an extremely tough time. Well, there's plenty of time, man. <laughs> um, obviously, last time we met, the Villa game, we recorded right after that. Yeah. On a high, we won. And a canter, really, in yeah. first gear. Yeah. yeah. And and it, how things change. I know, and it was, I mean, how long ago was that? It was three weeks, wasn't it? Yeah. On the Tuesday night. Three weeks. Sorry three we kept you all waiting. Yeah. <laughs> I've been building up to it, though. Yeah. Um, but a lot's happened since. Yeah. Probably best starting at our most recent game, Mark. The yeah. United game on Sunday, still fresh in the minds yeah. of all Evertonians. Um, maybe take a look back at the other... Three games that have happened on top of the United game as well. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, if, uh, if, if it's not going to get too depressing. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see where we go with the United game and current affairs. Yeah. See if we get to the other ones, if we've, if we've got the stomach to do it, to be honest. Yeah. It has been tough, though, hasn't it? Not that, mate. The, 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 the defeat at Old Trafford was really, you know, I wasn't. United are a really poor side, aren't they? They're not, they're not Man United. I just don't see them as a Man United team. They're not. Beat us home and away. You know, for years they terrified from terrified opponents. You know, back and gigs and, and and all them types of players. Um, that, that's not United. That's more of a a mid-table Premier League side, really. But they, they grind out results. But it's you know we had every right to expect a better result than one a one nil defeat there, and it just uh, really disappointing, really alarming, really what was going on on that pitch. Just. Yeah. I, think, I think with the international break, a lot of us probably welcomed the international break, didn't we? After yeah. what happened against Arsenal and West Ham, the side of the Chelsea game. The Chelsea game's been the only shining light since the Villa game, getting back to Wembley and that. But yeah. um, 
I, I know having a break with England playing and all that, I thought, you know what, it's nice to take your mind off the stresses of being an Evertonian. But yeah. then, of course, coming back after Easter and um, playing last at the weekend, the pressure was back on Everton, wasn't it? I know yeah. we've got games in hand, but I, I agree, United are, are ordinary, an ordinary team, and I, you know, they didn't even get out of first gear. And the, 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 fact, that the, yeah. the fact that they beat us home and away is unbelievable, and you know it wasn't so much of a of a of a, a whimper from Everton yeah. on Sunday. And um, if, if we had any sort of impetus and a bit about us, which we haven't this season and, and since probably half of last season as yeah. well, uh, we would have we would have beat there then comfortably. Well, this is an Everton team that started the season with ambitions to sort of go for teams like United, wasn't it? And we we thought we could maybe maybe begin to challenge the likes of United and you know the, from from our team and, and the players we had available to so the players they had available that it's it shouldn't be the case that we're going down there and I'm not getting a shot on target for eighty six minutes. It's just it was just ludicrous. It feels like a, an absolute it's, million miles away from that one nil victory over them when Oviedo scored. Yeah or the two nil you know Blitzkrieg or yeah. uh, where in Martinez's first season uh, you know it's just we we are a pale imitation, very pale imitation of that first season. Um, I just drastically gone wrong. I just think I mean we've only been beaten twice away from home, and yeah, that's important to say. But it's, I don't, yeah. I don't get to many aways myself, Mark. But I went there Sunday and in the yeah. hope, thinking, well, actually, we're doing all right away from home. Let's see what it's like outside yeah. Goodison because to be honest, it's been pretty tragic with Goodison, hasn't it, this yeah. season? Unprecedented. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, not not much. There was not much to shout about it at all. The, I thought the football on offer was uh, was an absolute joke. Yeah, first five minutes aside, where we we sort of looked, we didn't create nothing or do anything, but we looked, we just looked more at home for the fact that we were away. If that yeah. makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah, you know, John Stones come back into the side, and I think he was. I'm not. I'm not going to say he was a positive from the game, but he, he took much more like, like his old self. Yeah, wasn't it? I, I think so. But uh, we, I thought we missed Gareth Barry massively again. Yeah, totally agree. It shows, it really shows. I mean, as much as we've liked him this season, he's been different class. Shows really the void he leaves when he's not on that pitch. You know, it's just I think when he's on that pitch, the likes of McCarthy, are not so much impressive, but you know, they look better players than what they are. Because you know, when he's not there, they're, they're they're exposed for maybe what they. What well, they can truly offer, definitely. Um, and Barry's not going to offer it. I think the word influence springs to mind. Yeah, um, huge. What probably Bezic and McCarthy, something that they haven't really got. Maybe, no. maybe they they're more effective with Barry in the team alongside them. But there was a, a gaping hole there, and thankfully yeah. he's back for Saturday. Like, but the thing is with him, he's not going to be around forever. Barry, no. he's not getting any younger. We need to be going out and signing someone of that ilk to replace. Yeah, the, the, the big boots he's going to. It's like Barkley in there, didn't he? And I, as much as I'm a huge Ross Barkley fan, and I know people uh, will say, no, why? <laughs> but I've seen him at his best, and he doesn't do it often enough. But when Ross Barkley, when he's when he's like that, is horrible to watch. Really, he's not. You know, don't not asking anyone to, to start throwing stones at him or whatever at the game and Gunston because no one deserves that. But he, when Barkley doesn't try, there's there's very there's few players who look as good as him when he's in full flow. There's any there's no players who look as bad as him when he's not bothered. Yeah. Uh, some half-assed challenges going in there, to the, which wasn't what was needed. 
I think when you say half-assed, that probably summed it up. <laughs> First half, there was a Lukaku header, but there was there was not yeah. much to shout about. I remember thinking at half-time, this, this game needs a goal, or yeah. even like a feisty tackle, you know, just to liven it up. Well, but, I was twisting between criticising Lukaku for endless bad first touches and being so isolated from, from the rest of the, you know, the midfield was 25 yards away from him nearly all the game, you know what I mean? Apart from that one time where I think it was Lennon who nearly got in with a, a back heel. Mm-hmm. You know, was I, I was half sympathetic because he had no support and then half raging because he couldn't hold the ball up anyway. You know, it was, just, it was a mixture of two, really. I, I noticed the likes of Barkley and De La Folt were too quick to... If they had the ball on halfway or just inside the United's half, just to punt it forward to yeah. look for space. Lukaku, when he was most of the time he was thirty yards away from that ball. It was rather yeah. than maybe pushing on into the space and trying to create something because we have got the players there to hurt yeah. teams. You know, Lennon's been informed. Delafoe probably you could tell he'd been out the side. Yeah. I thought with his performance, but um, it was just all too easy to punt it forward and then expect Lukaku to be running a marathon to try and get on the end of something. Yeah. Um, and then we all know it's with you know contribution like that. He comes out wide, and that's not where we want Lukaku. Is it? We want him in the box where he's at his best. So absolutely, yeah. All round, forty-five minutes was a uh, pretty shocking, wasn't it, Mark? Bit of a non-event. You know, it was a poor game. You, you know, Bobby Charlton's. You know, it wasn't really any any kind of a game to celebrate. That was it. You know, but. Um, no. da- Daily Blint was probably the highlights in terms like, of performances because he was just he had. He dealt with everything, didn't he? And he's yeah, he's, he sort of dealt such with a little player and... playing centre half, and then the way he steps in, yeah, and Carrick sort of sits almost in Gareth Barry-esque, wasn't it? Yeah. You know the way he was playing, you know, again, really influence, isn't he? Influence. Again, yeah. Um, but you know, like so often this season, no matter how poor the opponents are, we managed to be just that bit poorer. Exactly. Second half, I know there was an early goal, and Jagielka hit the bar, but again, hardly anything to talk about in it. Couple yeah. of changes, maybe. I mean, starting with the goal mark, do you think Coleman probably should have done better? Yeah. But Martial scored. Sort of hit it against him, didn't he? And it, and it went in off his leg, and mm. it looked an unnatural way to clear the ball from Coleman, you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he wasn't, he, he deserves just as much criticism, to be honest, this season as anybody else. Because well, he's, he's been under par, hasn't he? Been yeah. well under par. It's just not the shame as Coleman, who arguably more he's got the better out of him than, than, than Manners has, you know, which is ironic considering. There's their a, attacking philosophies you know but there's a lot you could say say that I'm about not advocating uh, Moyes to come back by any stretch I thought <laughs> I thought Baines was, was, as well was just I you think could, it typified him in recent months is yeah. when he's getting in he's, he used to bomb on and he'd look for the space well, like, in front of him yeah. and rather than always dallying on it and turning back and looking to to get it back to Stones or, or Joel. And well, it I, used to be the case when the centre midfielder picked it up, you could already see Baines coming down the left bombing. And and he was barely there, wasn't he? The right-backs couldn't, couldn't deal with it. His comments after the game, I think, reflected in his performance. There was one or two, one twos he tried that didn't come off. And he's, well, he's looking to the... And he's going, what the fuck? There is what no the hell's going on? There is no chemistry there. Um, he was spot on, no. Yeah. Or, you know, there's not been a lot of chemistry in his game and decent standards I thought maybe Jack Yoker and Stones had, had decent games but that was about it Mark yeah it was, um, you're right there was nothing a poor goal to concede you know just after half time as well knocks the stuffing out of us and then we go up and we hit the bar didn't we anything that could have got a quick fire equaliser yeah. but wasn't to be good header from Jags but it's just you know too high but you know it's far Everton should be creating 
13, 15 chances against that Man United team. I know they're a good defensive side, but it's normally often De Gea, who's the last line of defence. You know, they're not impregnable. Mm. You should be able to get at them. It was just no shots on target at all. You look at some but of our away, away performances, Mark, the chances we created, yeah. you know. When we went to Stoke and beat them 3-0, when we went to Southampton and beat them 3-0, yeah. we, we should have won by about 8 um, Stoke particularly look at yeah. Norwich away when we do one all. I think we should have had about 10 in the first half Swansea that, away 0-0 no, no. I've never seen so many one-on-ones Lukaku had me life I think he missed today for. whereas you know, on Sunday we had one shot on target so th- that tells you then that something has changed from the you know it shouldn't the attacking force the attack the way we play away from home shouldn't change that drastically no. that, it tells me something's up then you know what I mean because we Maybe the home results have dragged the players' mentality down. Maybe they, maybe they just don't see any point in it anymore. Maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's so deflating. Looking at the league the the table, game, are, you know. are they just writing that off and thinking we all just want to... But surely those players like Bain said, they should be trying to earn their place in the Wembley starting eleven. Yeah, no, exactly. No one's... no. You'd pick no one on that, on that evidence. You know, no one's worthy of a place for Wembley. And the whole thing's a mess, to be honest with you. I just, you know, I'm trying to not jump the gun and all that, but it's like, you know, I think things are coming to a head with it. Yeah, players and all. I don't know. It's just I looked at it and it just wasn't an Everton team. It wasn't a Man United team, but they're just that's poor transfer policy. But Everton, something fundamentally wrong in that squad. I thought we were lifeless, and I know we were all on Twitter on Sunday night, weren't we? And I see it as therapy now, Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> As much as this, like Samaritans, <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. I I use the words like lifeless and uh, you know defeatist, and yeah. I thought we were from the from minute one, right up until Jackie Elka's interview after the match, and oh. I know he's he has the same sort of demeanour in, in interviews, but Jesus Christ, that doesn't that doesn't fill you with any sort of confidence. He had his head down. He was almost mumbling his answers. He, he back. gave the impression he was um, a school kid getting told off by a teacher. You know, you wouldn't expect him to go in and put his arm around anyone or, you know, put his boot up the arse no. or someone say, come on, let's turn this round. If he's going in front of the cameras like that, oh, you know, it's not good enough and this and that. And then Bain's just coming out and saying it. But at the end of the day, See, though, yeah. t- they're two of our players who, who have yeah. underperformed yeah. for 18 months, two years. And maybe Jack Yoga did improve last season and got player of the season, but they're the ones you should be relying on. You know, Jack, your Jack Yoga's, you're probably your Tim Howard's, um, people like that. Gareth Barry's um, which begs the question why haven't they why have they all underperformed they're the so ones long? you want to rely they, on they've yeah. been our most consistent performance for so long haven't they you know exactly. if you're writing down players who turn it who put in a 7 out of 10 8 out of 10 show over the years they'd be the few names that you would write down isn't it Defo. so it's, that tells me there's something lying underneath the, they've, the, they've the, gone from being though you, re, you rely on your, your Seamus Coleman's your Phil Jagielka's your Baines's like when Pienaar and Baines were in the side, no. you, you'd rely on them. You know, yeah. you know, as you said, there'd be six or seven chances created at least. Just down the left alone. Um, but no. but it, they've gone from being like that to very unreliable. And Baines is saying in his quotes, like, we're expecting individuals to come up with something special. That's why there's so much pressure on Lukaku, Delafoe and Barkley to just create yeah. something out of nothing. You know, people are screaming, shoot, when they're 30 yards out. It's, yeah. You and me both know it's not as easy as that, you no. know what I mean? The, pre- right. the pressure is massive on a lot of the, the younger players at Everton. And, and at home, it's become untenable, to be honest. Um, but the signs were there. That's not the fans' fault. I'm not blaming the fans at all. It's no, the signs were there, though, against QPR. And when we, 
when we beat them 3-1 yeah, going yeah. back I'm going back like you know 15 months, months or whatever yeah, yeah. but then I, I look at that Southampton game as a turning point you know when we got beat 3-0 before Christmas the other year yeah. I just think then there was results like that and you could see we were getting the stuff and knocked out of us and yeah. since then we've gone backwards we've reached Luka Martinez one a day after another you know what yeah. I mean I could we, we always know like the tipping point Walter Smith was, was quite clearly Middlesbrough away yeah, everyone knows that yeah, and definitely. that was the tipping point I could name I think, maybe I think Stoke and Arsenal away last March was it Stoke away you said first saying then yeah. Martinez out after I've after completely fallen in love with the guy, I'll totally admit that in the first season I thought this guy is it. You know, we're gonna go on. Totally naive to think that now, thinking back, but you're right, we've had Stoke. For me, um losing at home to West Brom, uh, losing at home to Swansea was another one. Uh, totally unforgivable the, the way we performed as well in that game. There's been so many games where you could say he should have gone after that. He should have gone after that. You know, I'm just Dynamo Kiev. The uh, Liverpool game, Liv- yeah. Be 4-0, um, 4-0, Europa League, yeah. yeah. Dynamo Kiev, he just completely threw it away. He he had picked, do you remember he had picked um, Tim Howard religiously, dropped that injured, Robles came in, did great, dropped him, didn't apply that philosophy to John Stones coming back in, and he kept Alcaraz, kept faith with Alcaraz. You know, if he lose 3-2 that night, we get away with it, but he... he he was negligent in his, his selection. His stubbornness has shone yeah, through yeah. throughout all of this, though, Mark. And his, yeah. his his attitude and comments have never st- never changed. And, and and he hasn't faltered. Like he hasn't in his own eyes, he hasn't faltered, and it's it's unwavering in his beliefs. And people might say, well, you know, fair play to him for sticking to his guns. But we all know in life, if you're doing something and you're managing something and it's not working, then something has to give. You something to has sh- to change. Yeah. For the good of the club, it's not about Roberto Martinez's philosophy. No. It's not about whether all of the players are getting on or some of them want to leave in the future. It's, the fact is, we all want three points every week for Everton FC. Yeah. And if we're not getting that on a regular basis and it's common problems and a common theme, then something's got to give. Yeah. Stubbornness doesn't come into it anymore. New ideas. But he's also messing with people who are putting in, people who often quite can't afford it, are putting hard money in to pay the season tickets. To watch eight home defeats a season because a guy won't won't see a game out because he yeah. refuses to put the ball in the corner because he you know so it gets down to more than that doesn't it you know, well, you know there's not in life there's no harm in football there's, there's no harm in swallowing a bit of pride no you know look back to the West Ham game which was a, a podcast in itself yeah well, absolutely classic example here's the thing though Marcus this is his golden chance right I don't think he's ever going to get an opportunity regardless of what Dave Wheeler says about Real Madrid and Barcelona I think Everton possibly could be as big as it's going to get for Roberto Martinez so this is his chance to make an imprint at a sleeping giant and I'm not I don't, I don't say that just because I'm an Everton fan we are you know we've got a history most clubs could only dream of so if he messes this up with this squad of players, what is his chance? He's ruining his own chances as well. He's not going to progress. I think we're, we're being at this sleep. There's giant. so many chips being pissed on. Yeah. <laughs> with no, madness. I, I think we've been a sleeping giant and like the nearly men for, for over a decade, haven't yeah. we? Moy's got us there or thereabouts. We need but this. He didn't new... have the mental coach no. to take us further. No, he never. Yeah. Whereas Martin has come in and we thought, yeah, he's got that. But it's, it's, it only lasted for maybe 10 months. Yeah, 10 months. And then it's, it's, it's completely gone backwards since then. But I think now with this new money and looking on paper, the, the squad of players we've got, as you say, this is the golden opportunity and it's just, it, it's just not changing. He won't change. He refuses to change. And I think 
because of this chairman and the way Everton's run, yeah. he's being allowed to get away with it. Yeah. And I always I question Evertonians as well. Is it just fans on social media that are calling for a Z, or is the supporters around the world who might listen to this podcast yeah. who, who who don't necessarily go the game? But they have the same viewpoints. I want to know. People are putting polls on Twitter, and nine, nine, nine people out of ten are putting Martinez out. But, but is, there any, is there anyone prepared to put a banner up at a game or start a song? Yeah. Or you know, because I'm, I'm convinced managers have been sacked for far less than this. Well, one hundred percent. I just don't get. And, and, and I without, think it comes down to the mentality of the club. Yeah, one hundred percent. Bill Cameron, what a manager. That, that tells you all you need to know. He doesn't see anything wrong. Yeah, I, fair enough. I know Ken Light's like... He's not going to slag him in public. Sometimes yeah. it's better to say nothing. What what a manager, yeah. Maybe what a lovely person Roberto Martinez is. Yeah. Mm. I think we all agree that when he first came, he was very endearing. He's somebody to have a pint with. Exactly. I loved it. <laughs> I, I could listen to him for hours. But i tell yeah. you what, I watched his press conference last Thursday or Friday. Um, you were sitting brave. here watching it mm. and I just thought, why have I just put myself through that? Because then you go back on Twitter, and I'm sitting there thinking, "Hang on, he's just said this and just said that." It just, it just, yeah, it's it's nauseating. It is. Chris Sutton called him out. Really, you know, told but he, was ba- he was bang on. He was absolutely spot on. Nailed it. He just nailed it. He's, he's he, he put into to words what what everyone's thinking. He's 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 seen right through the guys. I don't like calling. I do call him a fraud lots because but we're only allowed one hundred and forty letters and. <laughs> so yeah. fits in nicely, but he's a blagger. <laughs> I, I've, I've, and I, and in, no, in no way am I saying here that I wouldn't want Martinez to succeed at Everton. I've wanted it since he fans, walked through the door, yeah. and I still want it now. But just what's gone on before in the past eighteen months, I just even for example, if they go and win the FA Cup, it would take a lot for me to to drag it back to drag that sort of yeah belief in him again and, and f- find that enthusiasm as when he first came and too many things as you said about Nadir so much has happened hasn't it yeah I think we've just reached a point now where I don't think a cup win should save him I'll be, I'm, I don't care how bad it sounds it shouldn't buy him time what are we going to because he's not going to change his philosophy he's not he's not, he's not learning he hasn't learned for two and a half years or how long it's been He's shown he can't adapt. He's shown he's making the same mistakes all over again. So we're gonna the cup win is essential, absolutely. But I do believe the players are doing it for themselves and not for Martinez. And I, I think you wouldn't lose anything if you just put maybe someone like Kevin in charge. For uh, uh, what I'm trying to say is, are we gonna put up with winning the cup, which is huge for us? If we're only gonna get more of the same next season, three, four, two, three home defeats. So, is it ultimately exactly we should, be, we should be aspiring to be doing we want to win the cup and then make another and giant get in the step. top four yeah. yeah we don't need Martin spending 100 million quid with on a load of the asses you know or yeah. um, don't get me wrong he's got an extra talent he has but after he's making so many mistakes in the assy alone he didn't bring him on if we went back no. to the game he didn't bring him on until the 87 S- Silverware might save him and I look back next, last season I thought he's got us he's got us back in Europe there and they had a, a decent go in Europe to be fair some yeah. of the football and results were Superb, brilliant yeah. but the way it just hit an iceberg in Kiev was just shocking well he undermined it completely and then yeah. since then as he thought well next season we're going to have a go in the domestic cups and yet we've been to a semi-final in the league cup um, I just don't think the I thought the, way, the manner in which we whimpered out of that was a bit appalling to be honest but yeah, again Man City I know 
I know. But then you get Tom Abertonian praising the fact that we've reached the semi-final. Well, this is we this don't is, help ourselves. This is it. I've, I've seen people say yeah. we're in our second semi-final. Of the well, year. the first semi-final might as well have been the third round because we didn't win it. Exactly, isn't if, it? If we win the cup, then he'll go down as our greatest manager since Kendall. Which I can completely see that point. But even so, I'm not blinded by the fact that if he goes and wins the FA Cup with Everton, that all is just completely forgotten about what he's yeah. putting us through. Um, his stubbornness again um, the fragility of this Everton side over the past year and a half yeah. has just been it's, it's yeah, that's the word basically since we started doing these podcasts Mark I know we took the mockers on it completely yeah, <laughs> honestly I, I, we will have lost count of the amount of times that we've had similar themed conversations about this manager yeah. and this group of players and it shouldn't be happening. It simply shouldn't be happening. And a, a club Everton stature now with this new money, I'm hoping the mentality will begin to change. Um, For me, know, that Moshiri now has to be decisive in his actions. I think I do think he has the final say. He is the majority shareholder. He's. I know people say well, down to Cameron and Woods as well. Well, they have This guy's putting the money in. You're gonna listen to the guy with the money. You're not gonna listen to two men who, who haven't put anything in. You know, it's just. And I think in this day and age, Mark, and with that amount of money involved, um, patience will not be something that people will be are already as, uh, dreaming of, of who we're signing and so Basically, you know, yeah. Look at not without getting carried away, away they're not going to be patient. For me, all the excitement in the world for me getting older is to know that we're on, we are on that right track to to, to, to know where we are. For me, it's untenable that Marcus can stay now because I just think I don't need to. We need to be more ambitious. We see people are going, oh well, it's all right because no, it's not all right. Uh, Kendall, if we'd have booed, if Kendall had been booed out when we wanted him out, we wouldn't have had the team of the eighties. I think it's important to drop the romanticism here. We have to acknowledge when when someone's just not up to the job. Not everyone is going to turn out to be how Kendall marked to or you know. We just have to acknowledge the guy isn't up to it. And again, going back to what might happen from the, the remaining eight games and, yeah. and cup stuff, you know, you know, it's a big if. But if they go and win the FA Cup, they win a couple of games in hand and get eighth, seventh place, then it'll look rosy in the garden again. But people will go, "What are you moaning about? You've won a cup." And you, exactly. But you people, know, people need seven. to look at the six months, seven months See, that have gone before, plus last season, and be like, actually, that there is cracks there at Everton. And unless he he hasn't moved efficiently enough to to deal with them, then problems I don't think. Whereas no, it's maybe a quick fix here and there could have dealt with them, but we just don't see. It. Is the cup success ultimately going to hit as long term? You know, but it's a it's classic Everton, isn't it? We can never enjoy the moment. We can never pull all our weight behind it. If you remember when when the Martinez we were flying, everyone. Was paralysed with fear that Liverpool were going to win the title. You know, we couldn't. Last year we we couldn't enjoy Europa because we thought we were going down. This year we're in the FA Cup semi-final, but no one's. Well, everyone's looking forward to it, but we can't really enjoy it because nobody wants the idiot in charge. Well, <laughs> but then we're, we're, we're facing. We're, we're going to be facing one of the teams that have beat, beaten us within the past month. West Ham and well, United in completely different circumstances, but they've beaten yeah. us, and they've both beaten us. I think home and away this this season, haven't they? Do we Do really we want to play United? How are we going to be United if, if, if with that team of players? With, with you know, just unless I don't know. See what, what I think about the, the the Arsenal game, which was meek and, and pathetic, and then I think about um, the Chelsea game, sandwiched in between the United game, and then two league performances. 
we're a world away from that cup performance. This is what's saying to me, we don't need Martinez anymore. Because I know he was in charge for that Chelsea game, but there's no way the players can turn that sort of form on and off. You know what I mean? That was a very different Chelsea team that we played, a different beast to who we beat 3-1 in September completely. They haven't lost the league game with Hedding. Um, so Everton turned it on then and we're good enough to beat them you know, with two excellent goals from Lukaku. But it was, that tells me that the players do want it, do want the cup for themselves. They don't need... I just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm doing want, the service. I just think they we basically don't want, anymore. They want honours on the saying, CV. Yeah. Yeah. I think people, I just, people are relying on us. Oh, we'll see how we do in the cup. I don't think we need him. I'll be straight. Well, going back to what you mentioned there, <laughs> the Arsenal game. I mean, these other games, they seem a bit irrelevant now. Yeah. Uh, the theme's going to be similar, but we're, we're going to mention them because we, we try and cover all the games, don't we? Yeah. But that Arsenal game, just going back one step from United, um, it was, it was, I don't think being an early kickoff helps at Goodison Park neither, does it? But you know, no, after but... the after the heroics of the the fall the, the Saturday previous yeah. on Saturday night, the place was bouncing, Lukaku was bouncing, it was excellent. The following week, we were completely lifeless. You know, Mo Bezic <laughs> shitting out of tackles. Yeah, Welbeck scoring an absolute but peach of a goal in the first ten minutes. That's I thought like spring chickens despite give, being given the runaround in Barcelona, Barcelona three four, days earlier. 48 hours or something or 72 hours. We'd have a full week off and we looked like frankly we played Barcelona on the way. It was our corner wasn't it and the kid debutante or something for us sprints up the pitch and, and, and scores making it 2-0. It was just that, that, that was game over. It was game over as soon as that, they, they took, took to the field on that Saturday. They admit, already admitted defeat. Yeah. They went, they went, this is what I mean the whole mentality there was no do you remember the Martinez first season where we were going at teams very much like the Liverpool approach, pardon me for saying, but, you know, high tempo, pressing high, looking to score early, looking to put the game to bed mm. early. You know, that Everton side's gone. I, we let teams put their slippers on, we let them have a read the paper, have a brew, get into <laughs> the game. Do you want, uh, <laughs> would you like the Daily Express or the Mirror? We let them, we let them settle right in and then they can. We don't have. We don't I know, have just, any. I noticed you can't say the echo there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I looked at that right, and I thought, right, the football Arsenal play have been praised for it for years, and all the sort of the nearly men. But to yeah. be honest, they're always in the top four. They've always got Champions League. Yeah. They blow up and cold at different times of the season. But looking at the way they play, and some of the, you know, they've got some young, hungry players. They've got some world class starts like Sanchez yeah. and Ozil's being good this season. We're a million miles away from them. They pass the ball around for fun at Goodison Park and Everton look like... Well, yeah, but, well, oh, 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 I thought, you know, a couple of years ago Everton, Everton were going to make the next step up and, and show everyone in the league just how good we are. Well, when we blitzkrieged Arsenal again, you know, with, with lightning football, I just thought, there's no way this team's going to regress. We're only going to get better. <sighs> just Everton, isn't it? You can never <laughs> get too excited. Everton. I, don't, I, think I, got, I think we won the trophy when I was six. We won the league. <laughs> It's 37, no nearer. Just to just show you've done it. That Being Everton is best character building. That excitement soon gets washed away yeah, by like the title. Everyone's bouncing after Chelsea without Wembley. Huge balloon, and Martin sticks a big knife in it. Tidal wave of fume on Twitter. Oh, it's it's not so much a tidal wave now. It's a never-ending tsunami. So, it's not just me with the man there's old hashtags either. We're going from <laughs> negative to negative here, but... Um, <laughs> Looking back again, beyond the beyond the Chelsea game, yeah. the West Ham game, which 
as I said about you, you could do a podcast in that itself. Just thoughts on that, Mark. We we took the lead with Lukaku. <sighs> yeah. Then a terrific goal from Wellen. Yeah. But then in, I, in between that, the Morales red card. Oh yeah, stupid boneheaded. Just shows Morales for what. Morales just shows you that it's a good job he was a footballer because he hasn't got any brains between his ears. You'd say classic Morales. Classic yeah. Morales, yeah, just brain dead. I mean, what kind of challenge was that anyway? You went in two foot. <laughs> you know, it was a lousy pass from Lukaku, it has to be said to him, but you just you just run after the ball. You, he tried to get it back, but even if he'd won the ball, he, he was risking sending off. You know, risking sending off. I just, the, the, what, the first one he got booked for Darwin. Yeah. Um, do you remember that? Yes. The, the replay. Yeah, and I actually thought it was a foul when I first seen it, but it was a horrible time. It was it. a time, yeah. and, you know, by the letter of the law, you got booked for diving, and the yeah. second one was definitely yellow card. He went through the lad. Why is tackling like that at that, that time, at that part of the pitch? I think Lukaku's reaction summed it up. He sort of put his hands on his head looked and looked at him. As if to say, what are you doing? We're 1 0 up. We need to be winning games. He's flying in like that. He goes off. He always he, he done that against Swansea, didn't he? When yeah. he come back into the side and then he got himself sent off. It uh, shows you that it's all about Kevin Morales, not Evan. Yeah. I, I think he's going to be the first. Talking player. about him, right? His body language stunk on Sunday as well. You know. Yeah. I was watching then. It was about eighty-one minutes or something, and he was jogging. He was jogging, and I was thinking, no one in the seventh side wants this, do they? No. Then you've got that Niasi coming on. For two minutes, looking like he's won a competition well, I, to play for Everton. I've been in Manchester today, and there was a Manc fan there, and he, he was acting like a, a matador to the fans almost, to the referent, I heard. So, you know, he probably can't believe he's here. And judging on his performances so far, all, what, 11 and a half minutes of it, I can see why he can't believe he's here. <laughs> I don't know whether he's worse, back yo. <laughs> but, you know, well, near, nearly £10 million, a big investment mark, isn't it? So, it was nearly 13 wasn't it? I think, I'm not going to write him off just yet, because no. we've only seen him in fits and starts, but the jury's well and truly out on that lad, and yeah. I don't think Roberto's helping him by bringing him on for two minutes, and he's running around like he doesn't know what's going on. Well, it's... And then, while we're on that game, West Ham, it was a real golden chance for Magnus to win back a few fans. A few, not everyone. Because Everton played the perfect game with 10 then, that day. I thought 2-0. They, they got a, a well-deserved second goal with Lennon, who's been just different gravy since he's been here. Well, work, well worked goal I, on it. Yeah, well worked it. goal. Lovely Gladys Street goal. And then then he has to go and do it all. I don't believe Lennon was sufficiently tired. He looked tired, but I still think he could have seen the game out. You know? Such is his, his enthusiasm. I uh, think... I think a half-tired Aaron Lennon will give you ten times more energy than a lot of our players. 100%, yeah. But he he, he brought on another striker at 2-0. And we all know what happened. <laughs> you know what Arsenal when he brought 2-0, he brings on... I think it was that, no, 2-0, he brought on a defender um, instead of a striker. It was just his tactics. Well, he went more attacking. West Ham, Billich isn't scared to mix it up. No, he went. He went more physical, uh, more height up front. You know, Saka and Carroll came on pace, balls yeah. into the box, bang, bang, bang. It was like three two. I bet West Ham thought, why, why the hell didn't we think of this earlier? Three crosses into the box, and uh, and no one ever scores with a bullet head or whatever, and they always go in apologetically <laughs> in the pack. And but they were they were pretty much and the third goal. What was what what? Summed it up for me, and what why deep down I really want Marnie's gone is that when that goal went in, I didn't even react. 
It wasn't even a surprise. It, it wasn't uh, it was like natural, John, the John Terry equaliser. <laughs> no, that was a bad reaction because I knew how important that game was for us at that time. You know, it, was, it could have been a huge win. But such has been the nature of our home defeats this season. What Stoke, I can think, you know, on the top of my head, last minute, pretty much every defeat consisted of moments like this. I just, it didn't even hit me with any kind of, I went numb, just, just not asked, indifference. Not, it was not just almost like an acceptance. Like I was looking at, no. yeah, like I was going shopping, look, you know, looking at something that the missus had picked up or whatever, but it was like, <laughs> not interested. <laughs> <laughs> just wasn't interested at all. Just the latest in a long just line. Just went on and just thought, he's got to go. That, that <laughs> game, plus the Arsenal game, sandwich he decided the cup win, which we haven't talked about much, but yeah, that was the only positive. And then the United game, that's now three straight Premier League defeats. Man. What, what really hit me was the home record. Was, was Last eight was 1-1, one, one, draw 1, lost six. I don't think I've ever seen ever. That's, that's unforgivable. In, in my entire side, life, have home records as bad as that. We've, I think it was the last twenty three run. I should say yeah. the last twenty three games we've won six, and five of those games were against Villa twice, Newcastle twice, and Sunderland. All in the bottom three. All in the bottom three. We we tonked Sunderland if you remember, and even Aruna Coney was getting hat tricks that day. I think me and you would have helped ourselves to a few that day. Uh, Sunderland was just throwing goals into the wind. Six since October, I think that was. I don't think he scored since either, has he, uh, Colney, since that day. No. I don't think he scored. Which says it all. The guy just makes hay against the absolute shite and that's it. Well, we don't need players like that. We need... <sighs> I am just think... You're right. I mean, do we need to spell it out anymore? Well, you know, we can't perform against anyone play, else players like Har- utter dross. Players like Haroon and Colney are talked up as heroes because they get an attic and go missing for six months. Do you know what I mean? His yeah. manager will be... Saying you know he's got a real part to play and he can contribute. No, he can't. He's not good enough to wear that shirt. No, and he's he's just one of a few. And what we yeah. these this summer, whatever happens with that manager, this summer we need to be getting rid of a, of, a, of a good few players. And I know it's not just a case of getting rid of them. In line money. with the board's ambitions. If we've hopefully. got money, we need to be bringing in players. And I'm I'm looking at your, your right back position. I'm looking at centre yeah. half. I'm looking at your Gareth Barry position. Stephen Pienaar who's going to go you know you've got loads there McGeady you need some absolute top quality goalkeeper as well for me yeah Robles yeah we advocated his place in the side for ages that's only because he was he was the best of a bad bunch how it's going isn't he that's that's a done deal yeah he he should be the first of of our eight of them and I I would like to think now with fresh money that we'll get the players in but we need to be buying you know class players who want to win but just going back to um, the Lukaku comments as well, Mark. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was on that? Because a lot of people thought it was disrespectful. I get that. It is that he is paid for by Everton. Um, he didn't really slag the club off. He just stated that he wanted to play Champions League football, which quite evidently is not going to be at Everton next season. You know, so that tells you that that he's looking to move elsewhere. I don't hate the way it comes out on international duty. They never, the players never have the courage to say these things back at home. It's always when they're away with Bel- particularly Belgian players. They, it's, I think well, it's Morales done it. Next Philly used to do it. They, they, they do it all the time. Heiting, remember yeah, it? He had a cheek. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I don't think many teams would have had him, you know? Yeah. Overrated hard, man. But um, <laughs> I don't like the way it came out. But then, such is my indifference and absolute, really, growing by the day hatred of of Everton under Roberto Martinez, I can't blame him either. Mm. The, the guy's a talented player, you know, he doesn't always show it, but I really... I think any Evertonian would be naive to think that Romelu Lukaku's going to stay good. I think he back. said he couldn't believe he was 12 as well. What worries me after it, right, is Martinez got questions about it in his press conference, right, and he said, you know, we, he basically said we shouldn't be worried because we can financially compete with anyone in the world. I, I don't care how much money that Farhad Mashiri's got. It doesn't mean for one minute that you can attract class players like Lukaku to Goodison Park. No. One of a 22-year-old lad around Europe is going to guarantee you 20 goals in the Premier League. This is what people are forgetting. None. Harry Kane. But it's Harry Kane with Tottenham even more on you know in the ascendancy and looking to be a force. Is he really ever going to lead Tottenham? Imagine Lukaku from a Harry Kane. He's a Tottenham fan, to put it, you know, I think, isn't he? Or he's a local lad. But Tottenham are a team who you're not going to get anyone from if they don't want to sell because they're, they're a team on the up. Exactly. They're a team going places. We're the team that any player's agent will say, well, actually, he's given you two years there and you finished in the bottom half. Two years, you've won no silverware. Um, you've got worse under this manager. And I'm going to look for a bigger move for my client. Romelu Lukaku won't be short of offers round, think, round yeah. Europe and the Premier League. And um, to be honest, it, it should be expected. Um the only the worrying thing for me is, you know, Martinez almost defeatist comments about we shouldn't be worried. Well, I am worried because it doesn't matter what you say. I don't want our 25-goal striker to be leaving no. because without those goals, God knows where we'd be. In fact, I think we'd be 18th. Someone done the stats, didn't he, without his goals? No, I know it's all a bit, you know. Well, it's, it's, it's true, though. He's got so many goals... A lot of them have been completely undermined because we can't keep the back door shut. We can't. So, you know, how many points would we have got had, had we been able to, to 
see a game out. And ultimately, that's down to the manager. So it's managers main and players as well, you know. But oh, the root cause is minus. I think his his body language, Lukaku, when he's on it, he's on it. A lot of the time, he, he, he doesn't help himself with his body language. But I think now, he's just coasting towards the end of the season. He'll go the Euros. You know there'll be £40 million offers for him. Yeah. I think Evertonians are a bit daft if they think they're going to get more than £50 million for him. Um, yeah. And I'm not saying he's not worth that because of his goal ratio. But, you know, there's no club around Europe that he couldn't play up front for now. I agree. Um, and yeah. there'll, be, there'll, be, there'll be clubs in for him. What worries me is you get rid of him, you know, you sign another in the arse because we want to spend a bit of money, but they're not going to guarantee you the goals where he's done it. He's done it for West Brom. Yeah. He's done it for us now for I know people years. are saying, what, he's got a cheek after one good season, we've spanked in goals ever since he signed for us. Ever since. I think you forget how many scored in Europe last season. Joint top yeah. scorer in the Europa League, wasn't he? He was, yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of him. I'm not a big fan of the comments like you, but uh, I am a big fan of Lukaku and I think... Uh, oh, so, you know, it's where we're think. heading. Yeah. The players want to leave. Jack, you know, Phil Jagiel has defeated body language, Leighton Bain saying there's no chemistry, and Tim Howard's getting off, you know, he's overdue as welcome by two years, but he, yeah. he's outstayed as welcome, sorry. Yeah. Gareth Barry's not getting any younger. What's got, I don't know what's going on with Mo Bezic, he's always injured. Morales won't be there next season. Pinar no. won't be there next season. McGeady, Gibson, Kone shouldn't be there next season. <laughs> Lukaku's talking about leaving. Gerard Delafeu, God knows what he's thinking, why he bothered to come back to England. Yeah. Others like Osman, he'll, he'll be going. Um, Hibbert, I yeah. think what, what do they do anymore? Do they still play? I don't know the situation. They're still on the payroll, but just, just, Funes, just don't ever play. Funes, Mori, and, and, well, and Galloway, and Garbutt, and that. They, they, you know, they're young players who are who were on the cusp and Bezic has been given a new contract hopefully they are part of the future but it worries me Mark honestly yeah you, when you rip the back out of it like that you've just done it it should worry you so it should worry everyone where are we heading where are we heading I just for me can't envisage a future under Martinus that's all I keep going back to it um, I think Farah Mashiri has been around the Premier League long enough now to, to, he knows what's going on he knows the score um, I just hope that we 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 show that intent that you know we all hope he's got sooner rather than later. But just well, let's you know we're not without jumping the gun. That with and with all due respect, Martinez is is still in a job. Yeah. Um, but you know, <laughs> we're, we're not we don't work for the echo. So we so we can, we can talk about what we want. Yeah, of course. Um, and I'm going to mention about people speculating over the potentially one in charge of, of Everton. Now, um, people might find it disrespectful that we might talk about this, but some of the names um, that are mentioned, like your Pellegrinis, Mourinho's, I mean, in terms of ambition, yeah, I just can't see that happening, but Ronald Coleman was mentioned, I thought, yeah, that would be a smart move. But I think, would he see Everton as a backward step? With all due respect, I'm not saying Southampton are a bigger club, but... Yeah. Do you know look look where they are in the league and the results that they've, they've gone on a great one. Lost the last of the weekend, but they have gone on a you know. Does he think to himself, Well actually I'm putting it up with the loads of me players leaving here at Southampton and I'm doing alright, do I wanna go and do that at Everton? Yeah. I have to be faced with the fact that loads of them might want to leave because I don't I don't know, you could Coleman Unai Emery men, was mentioned don't Yeah, he's one of my favourites, but Sevilla saying that I've not had a great season. Um and they they've underperformed away from home badly. They're, again, kings of Europa, they're in, they're in the semi, I think they've got Valencia or Villarreal or something, uh, in the semi-finals, it's a competition they won't 
back to back two years running. So that's why I wanted him because the, the guy he knows how to win trophies. Tabor Ajax was another one mentioned. Yeah, that seems to be the everyone's favourite that because of his way he can bring young players in. Ajax are romping away with that league title. Um, mm. They've you know we've got. It's un it's an unrecognisable Ajax team, but nonetheless it's a it's a efficient Ajax team who is winning. It's yeah. winning, yeah. Well, By they, the way, they've done the most amazing tribute to Johan Cruyff. You know, yeah, brilliant. Everyone's going on about Barcelona's, but I thought Ajax was, was a different class. He was one hell of a player. Yeah, the only could have in for the a only, few games. One hundred percent. Magnus would still find a way to mess him up. <laughs> You're playing right back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, as I say. That, that we haven't just come up with them names. That's what people are sort of polling and chatting about on social media and stuff like that. Martinez was linked with the Spanish job today as well. Did you see that? That is crazy, really. In fact, I think Vicente built Del Bosque threw his name in the hat for it. Yeah. Martinez and a couple of others. How do you say that? How do you react to that? The guy's butchered that season. I'm not. Sure. <laughs> I'm not sure that's what the, the Spanish manager's job. I just uh, can't, I can't I'm not sure that's him. what they need for the Spain national team. I can't quite see him. If he does go, I'd be putting the likes of Iniesta and that. No. If he does become Spain manager, I think both teams' score bets will be a hefty price. It will be, will be <laughs> worth a punt next season. Mm-hmm. It won't be... Uh, the, you know, that's just a ridiculous story. <laughs> In terms of um, people putting pressure on the manager as well, we're obviously outspoken about it. There's a lot of people who are outspoken. I'm not saying we speak for Evertonians because not everyone wants them gone. Yeah. But I would have to say, my people I'm speaking to at the match Sunday, people who speak to in work and what have you, they've said to me the past three Mondays, he's got to go, he's got to go. Yeah. And I don't, I know there is people out there who, who, who want to stick with the manager and that, but there's only so much you can stick with a man who's, yeah. who's failing. He's failing. Um, Badly. In terms of the reporting of that. Um, yeah, I've mentioned the echo there, and you know, not just yeah. the echo. You know how, how it's reported in in other areas. There seems to be a lot of people getting called out, journalists on Twitter and that. I was speaking to one last night who, he basically said he he likes Martinez and he sort of feels sorry for him. But um, I said like you know, would that be Rory Smith or something? Yeah, got getting, getting yeah. being nice gets you nowhere, really. Or does it? It's we whereas it, nice the polar opposite. I think it was the same podcast he done was Chris Sutton, wasn't it? it was, I'm, by all means, we're not saying Chris Sutton is any sort of expert, but, but he absolutely nailed it. He, he's, it's not the first time he's done it, though. And no, and he, he says what a lot of Evertonians There's, want the press to report. Yeah, he along with Paul Mason are the very few people who, who can see right through Martinez. They, they know he's 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 absolutely messed this team up. But he he, he seems to be like he can't do no wrong in other people's eyes. Why why is that? I don't know. Nice guy. But then that doesn't say much for people's intelligence. Everton stand 30 games in on 38 points, is it? Yeah. That is an abortion of a season. Uh, that, uh, and what, that is something so jaw-droppingly bad that it shouldn't even be a debate whether he, he should stay or not. You know, that is, you know, he's completely amazed us. Absolutely. I just think without naming other clubs' names, but if yeah. he, if he was in charge with this points tally in one season, never mind last season in the reckoning yeah. as well, he'd be out the door. He would have if already we, been. He would have been on his beach in Costa del Sol well, a say, long time ago. I say quite a bit. Aston Villa were a team who knew they were going down 
let's face it, if they didn't invest in the transfer market, they knew they were going down, I'm guessing, when they appointed Gard. Mm. This is a club with no expectations of staying up. And he was deemed not good enough, despite the fact that he was already confirming what they already knew. Now, we were going for Europe at the start of the season. We had high ambitions uh, of, 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 doing, of doing good. We have dramatically underperformed and not one ounce of growing, starting to grow now, but the pressure, well, you know, we can laugh at the echo, can't we? Because they just, they're fully aware of it. They won't say a word. If I can have a run for one minute, they, they won't say a word. It's embarrassing why they won't say a word and also just does nothing to, to dispute the fact that they're in the club's pocket. They just, it's staggering how they ignore fans. En masse. It's not just me ranting at the echo, it's everyone going at them. And they, they must have a right laugh when they're putting these stories out about um, Everton fans' votes for Martinez to play a full-strength team against Liverpool. That, they're, on a, they're on possibly the same planet as Martinez is. You know, when you see... They're, they're absolutely disrespectful. It's negligent in the extreme to not... To not uh, put a you know rep, uh, represent what the fans are thinking and feeling. So they're just having a laugh. They're not journalists in my eyes. It's just uh, it. a lot of the content is just clickbait, and you can tell by their websites it's just absolutely full of adverts. But um, yeah, they're not bothered how how um, petty it is. They put it out there, and it's so negligent though. I've, I've all it needs bringing up constantly. I know. Yeah. I talk about it, but I've almost think well, I've them. They're never going to change, but. Um, I I just I'd love five minutes in a press conference. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's never going to be my line of work to sit there in front of a Premier League manager. But, but the people I love who it. do, I love it because I've got two or three questions off the top of my head that would I would love to see him squirm out of it for a start. Yeah, and I don't, you know, I'm not expecting these journalists to go in there and start throwing stats at them. Um, yeah, and well, stuff like, like that. But they're bound by, I think it was John Merrill said they're bound by editorial. Um, restrictions and stuff yeah, so I, then I think well why is the editor placing restrictions on it uh, it's been highlighted today the Apple had no problem uh, not the photoshopped Roy Hodgson onto a picture where they were clearly talking about Hicks and Gillette multiple articles uh, on 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 why um, Rogers should go and stuff like that you know really so I'm absolutely not one, not one word of criticism about minors yeah they 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 put he's not helping himself, he's not doing himself any favours, but that's stopping a way short, isn't it, of, of well, what the fans want. Rather than calling him out and saying, oh, you know, he's on the verge of beating the Everton's worst record for the season in the Premier League and all that, and he's another Mike Walker. They'll say they're aiming for the eight. Yeah, they'll focus on the only positive, so which is the away It's put across rather than just taking someone to task and being actually like, you know, you're in charge of a big club with a big following. Yeah. You've now got big money. We're gonna put you on the spot because that's our job to yeah. do it. That's what. So when yeah, you when you when you, in reality, that's what in in my eyes a journalist should do. But fair enough, some of them there is restrictions and what have you, and I'm not expecting them to go in and start like fighting with the yeah. manager in the press conference. But there's uh, there's sitting on the fence, there's being in the club's pocket, and there's failing to well, ruffle feathers. For me, I struggle to see they would gain a lot more respect if they went in. They said, "Listen, we asked this." They didn't answer the question. We got banned from the press conference, and we're not allowed back in. What is what's their loss there? No one is missing the Tommy Ebert kite flying stories. No one is missing. You know, their exclusives are not worthy of the name. You know, it's just no one is. 
they can all, they can report on the game, they can match report, that's it. Keep it to match reports then, but say we, we can't comment on how what, what's going on at the club because they banned us because we asked this question. They would they would gain so much more respect yeah. than than this pathetic Sussy Sweep and Sue act where they're just doing whatever the club tells them to do. And I think uh, what saddens me is the fact that we're all sort of in a free-for-all. Like, you've got probably some well-known Evertonians on Twitter and that who, you know, yeah. they're not journalists, but they, they, they tend to have, have quite a knowledgeable outlook on it all. And it, 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 people are looking to them to sort of get information and, and, and yeah. push, the, push the buttons of the club, whereas Can you actually wait? those yeah. people aren't paid. You know what I mean? No. I see sort of like... I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna mention names, but there's people on there, and it's almost like oh, without that person, I wouldn't have a clue what was going on in Everton, because I know they, they sort of they say it how it is, and you're straight to the point. Whereas a lot of the, the press and the local press, we you, you can't rely on them really. You can't even get a response off them. You know what I mean? Even when you're targeting them directly, and in, not in an offensive way, in a concerned, oh, I, well, I, you know, I'm not abusive, so. But you don't get any kind of response. In fact, my, I, I'd send a tweet to them asking them they should maybe entertain the fact of calling for his head after, you know, because a lot of fans feel that way now. Um, and they answered every sort of tweet around that, but ignored mine, which is, you know, just, mm. you know, that's, I don't, don't expect the response you, of the you've echo, got, but they clearly responded to other people. You've got others like that, um, McNulty and that, and... I've noticed people saying to them what what's happening, and they say when the time is right or when my my you know my employer tell instructs me to write an article of that. So it just shows you how controlled all the content is, yeah. and as and when it fits their agenda rather than actually speaking so to really, fans. So we we all end up on talk sport or radio Merseyside yeah. or people that do the podcasts. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of them and, and do the fan sites and stuff and write articles. You know, I mean, you and me yeah. are probably both sick of writing articles. We haven't done them for ages because there's only I so many. Because there's only, there's I only so many you can write. Because it falls on deaf ears. A hundred Evertonians say to you, "Excellent reading. Agree with every yeah. word. Bang on." It doesn't go no further. It, some no. people actually say, "Print, print your own article or print that article." Yeah, and, and and hand it to someone at the club. But it, it's it falls it's on deaf ears. It goes unnoticed. So you think to yourself. We'll just sit around the table and talk about it instead. Absolutely. <laughs> Have a glass of wine, why not? You don't get a glass of wine when you're writing. No. You're right, though, mate. It's just, it's another frustration, and we're not saying it's the press's fault that Martinez is not performing at Everton and Everton aren't performing by, by no stretch. It isn't, we, no. We're not saying, oh, you know, we're, we're not just but for goodness sake, blame, but reflect the current mood. They have, they have to be the middlemen in between the club and the fans. At the moment, they're comical alley, aren't they, really? You know, there's a gunfight going on. It's not just Twitter. My life, my life isn't consumed by Twitter. I, I talk to a lot of Evertonians in work. I know a lot of Evertonians at the game and family members. And, and to a man, they're fed up with it. You know, yeah. so I don't believe there's all these people out there who have blind faith in manners and, 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 and see no problem. Because well, I think everyone sees a problem now. Well, just before um, we talk about the up-and-coming fixtures... I'm going to full meltdown mode. Yeah. Um, we asked the fans of some opinions. We did. Let's just get them up here. No, I was uh, wait, I was typically, waiting. when you put a tweet out, Mark, about 100,000 people reply. <laughs> um, 
They're basking in my reflected glory. No, I'm joking. We, <laughs> I'm we just, basically just an asshole with an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> what was the uh, What was the question? We asked, and I was wary of the, the sort of if this was too stupid or not. But what would Evertonians like to see happen from now until the till the end of the season? We had a lot of responses in a very short space of time. Um, Toffee Nick replied that we should um, we win every game left. It's an absolute necessity rather than a choice. Uh, Roberto Manas is a dead man walking, and it's sad as I really wanted him to turn it around. And to be honest, that captures my feeling perfectly. As much as I coming across as I hate Manas on 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 Twitter right now, you know I I desperately wanted him to do well. I think that. Just on that, right, I get the impression that some people think, yeah, yeah, there is Evertonians out there that absolutely thrive on negativity. There is. Yeah. But I think the likes of me and you, right, I think some people think that we only sort of go on Twitter or only talk about Everton when it, it's bad. No, I yeah. Absolutely, I, I absolutely jump through hoops around this house when Everton win a game. You know, if they're away from yeah. home and I'm watching it on some dodgy stream... Um, you know, and it's ten minutes behind or whatever. <laughs> you know, to, I just you have to turn your leg off so you don't know the score. I will, I will, will in the morning as I always will do as that, an Evertonian. Yeah, I don't thrive on this negativity. I hate the fact that we're slating the manager. I hate the fact that we're speculating yeah. about the next manager, and we're moaning about the local press and the players' body language. Because I hate it. I'm glad you said that because people do think I'm only on it for the negativity. I've been going since I was six. 86, you know, it's something that is in me blood. I'm desperate to see Everton do well. And, and like you say, when we, when we are doing well, on the rare occasions that there is optimism, there's no one who's more sickly than me. I'll run away with it. I'll completely go out of hand, get on, you know, think we're going to win the lot or, or what have you. It's just, you know, it works both ways. I'm as equally as passionate when we win and I'm as equally as passionate when we lose. And we've been doing a lot of losing this season, you know. So. Well, you know, without hand-picking comments that are just negative... Go through and, and speak truthfully. You're not going to be able to read them all out. Yeah. I'll go through and, and read some that just basically generalise what people are saying. Basically, a lot of them, um, Steve Everton7509 would say, I'd like Martin and sacked and Sheedy as caretaker manager until the end of the season, and then go for the ball. Yeah. Now, I don't see anything wrong in that at all. Uh, then we've got. Um, Stevie Max put Sacken before the semi the season is a complete shambles. So it's mad. Uh, we got a cop by on, just goes, you lose every game 5 0 and finish 18th. <laughs> so he, he's probably having the time of his life. Um, Richard Gilbertson uh, put Sack Manners before our next game and let it be known we want a top manager to replace him now or in the summer. Um, and uh, basically, there's people frightened for next season. If Martinez is still in charge, you know, it's always like. Well, the responses are there. We're not. Yeah. Pe- you know, pe- people who follow Not one person there. stuck up for him. No. Not one person said stay with him. So people might sit here and go, are you just having an anti Martinez podcast? Well, go on Twitter and look at that tweet and read the responses. Yeah, um, well, we, we don't deal in. We're not, you know, there's one here, Martinez and his coaching staff gone immediately. These, these, um, these are fair minded. Well, from conversations I've had with them, they're not. Well, there's not more of the fair-minded people. All ages, all, different all ages. ages, all backgrounds. Some don't go the game. Do go the game? Do you live on the other side of the world? We yeah. all follow one thing, and that's Everton Football Club. So, and to a man, almost from all I can see, I've not seen one person apart from your usual suspects who just like to be different from the rest, um, say that they want Martinez in. 
Yeah. And he is he is borderline indefensible, if not already indefensible. Well, me, me does. Jared is actually. Yeah. He's put his view across as well. He's not on Twitter. He's you know. Yeah. He's not quite there yet. With that. <laughs> <laughs> he's in his sixties. Um, he's he's basically said just ask him pretty much the same question, and he said he's never been for anyone losing the job. Um, but you know Roberto Martins has not helping himself with his comments and he hasn't been for some time but he said you know remember it's the style of play he's employing is something that Everton fans do want or should want and have we already forgotten that you know the school of science was on its way back but it seems to have stalled or closed halfway didn't it yeah um, but that's that's his point and there was no one more willing than the fans and he says of course he needs to address the defensive problems at the club and the question has to be, why hasn't he done that already? Um, which is, again, going back to the common themes of his stubbornness yeah. and not willing to change it up. Um, and he's just basically ends up by saying the new chairman, um, well, his, you know, the new majority shareholder, might be a lot less patient than his predecessors, which is something, again, what we mentioned before, you know, in terms yeah. of ambition and, yeah. and, and what we... Um, well, also, what we might see this summer is we could see wholesale changes or we could just see a continuation of the Everton that we see now. Which I think would scare a lot of people. Absolutely, 100%. What what also tells the tale is the, the amount of Wigan accounts we're getting now off people from three years ago who were saying things hauntingly accurate to what's going on. You know, we feel like we've... Uh, we should have buyer's remorse, really, old man. I don't know, he's like... <laughs> You know, do we have a sell-on clause? I'm reading stuff off a Wigan fan from 2013. That's all. No one was interested then because the the, you know the optimism was there and no one was asked. But now it's really accurate. One fellow said, "You'll get the odd, you'll get one worldy game and then a plethora of like poor performances, which is so accurate." It's weird, isn't it? I mean, I was looking at some of the statistics and his his points per game ratios and stuff like that. Yeah, it is quite damning when you read it. Um, yeah, you know if the statistics are there, which goes back to the reporting of it, seems to be lacking, because we can all see it there in black and white. Statistics yeah. don't lie. We've not been good enough. No, We've not been good enough for some time. See, statistics can be can be manipulated to a person's point of view, but not in this case. They they've absolutely weighed on it like two breeze blocks in a mafia hit. Six, <laughs> six wins in twenty three games in the past six, six months. A lot, see, you keep saying things in isolation, which for me is enough to sack it. That's like one win a month. Yeah, one since win a October. month since October. Since October, I'd love to know how many points he's accumulated since that first season. I but, reckon we haven't reached. Put it this way: it's a good job that the, the sides Norwich and the sides below Norwich are, are worse than Everton. Yeah, which they are. And by you know, by no means, I'm saying. We'll get relegated, but the fact that we're having this conversation. This was earlier in the season, and I remember at a point this time a year ago when we dropped to something like thirteenth, and I was like, "Oh my god!" It actually we're going to free fall. It takes it takes us to drop though, and for us to lose three games on the run for some Evertonians to open their eyes to it. Yeah. Whereas I think uh, you can see this coming. See, so now even with a cup win, do we really want more of this? Do we really want it, or are we prepared to play roulette with our cup chances? Because I personally think we can win it without him. Or, or do we want to win it with him and risk more of the same next season? I, do I don't want it? the same problems because I'm no. sick of talking about it already. Yeah, and it's you know he's been here for for three years and for eighteen months. See, like I want to keep saying eighteen months because it is eighteen months, yeah. two years. I've been saying the same thing. Yeah, and See, thousands we were, of Blues have been saying it. Well, we last won a trophy with Joe Royal. There was that optimism the season after. 
we didn't really do enough, but we signed Kinchelskis that maybe, you know, we had belief that we could go on. And we did, we finished sixth in the league, which was a huge improvement on you know, yeah. relegation with Walker last season. So, but this season, we could win the cup, but I don't want this guy in charge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got no optimism at all for next season then. So it's like, the, the, the FA Cup would be huge, massive, unbelievable scenes with a lot of limbs. But then <laughs> you're thinking... <laughs> Right down on Twitter comments. But then you're thinking, this is a hollow victory because we're still lumbered with this guy. He's just going to give us more of the same. To, to be honest, just classic Everton. Apart from the, the investments, there's nothing that makes me want to get my season ticket back. No, and also it's not, it's not nailed on that we're going to win the cup. And, I, and that's, you know, that, I'm, yeah, sorry, I'm sorry to back. say that. Um, there's not, there's nothing to say, you know. Yeah. I want to get it back and, and be tied into going all the time. Because um, you've got to think about the Saturday night feeling or the sun, whatever. Walking home, disappointed, devastated, almost inevitably into a row with the missus because you've had too much to drink. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, it's that, that feeling. Do you want that feeling 12, 13 times a season because we want to cope? I can't cope with any more. That, the Chelsea game, the Bournemouth game, the West Ham game. I can't, I've got I no can't hair. cope with any, anything like that anymore. I've got, I've got a beard, but that's gone grey now, so he's really, I'm coming at it from all angles, maybe I need to just stop supporting Evan. Which is easier said than done. <laughs> if you were a smoker, you would have had a 20 death just during this podcast. I'd have been walking around with a drip uh, on me, <laughs> just being one of them patients. It doesn't even need it, it just sits, just sits there at a bus stop with a drip next to me. Yeah, completely fall into bits, because we've got an idiot who can't shut the back door. <laughs> it's a good job that we're like big fans of Phoenix Knights and comedy yeah. and stuff like that, isn't it? Just, oh, you know, yeah. you have to fill your time with stuff like that, otherwise you're just sitting there for seven days wondering what the hell is going I on. Think well, you end up you end up writing, you know, several articles and several articles just to let steam off. But then I think it won't be long. Family. It won't be long before I'll be sending the ball or maybe Mancini, depends how I feel on the day, a little, a little uh, pull into paradise tweet. <laughs> <laughs> we need do you know what? That if it was announced that that would be, you know, just it would. Uh, I totally, I'd be able to forget this season. But right now, this season is like, I don't know. It's like that shit staying on the mattress that you, you just don't bother with. Oh, it's still there. Every we day. nearly got there without. <laughs> it's all over an hour without a swear word or saying the something flatness crude. Has, has left the flat in an elevator with this one. <laughs> Absolutely, it's not going. The elevator's packed, and everyone's aware of it. <laughs> Probably crazy. Probably brings it to a. Uh, <laughs> I close well that doesn't it I think we've, we have covered most of the games there Mark um, yeah it's, I'm not going to say it's been a pleasure because it hasn't <laughs> um, but yeah that my most concern and probably looking at the players body language on Sunday and what's happened since with the comments and that that, that speaks volumes for me and yeah I, I, as much as I can't see Everton sacking Martinez I just can't see a future if you, some of your senior players are coming out and acting like that and saying things like that and having body language like that and performing like that, I just think we're, we're lifeless at the moment. And it shouldn't be the case. We should be booming because we've, we've I think we've, we've been beaten three times since Mashiri took over. You'd think that yeah. would spare us on having yeah, at least money. end the season strongly if we're going to finish unsatisfactorily but have the belief that, no, well, hang on, we've ended strongly we're going to improve in the summer. Yeah, the There's the... optimism. Don't don't end with nothing. Go out of the cup. God forbid. God forbid if we go out of that cup in the semi-final. At the end of the day, I Mark, think Swiss will have to shut down. Any any 
potential players joining Everton will completely look at Everton differently if they finish in the top half and, you know, potentially win the cup. Yeah. Then if we just finish in the bottom half, no one looks at the bottom half of the Premier League. No. And they don't look from 11th place down to 17th. No Let star player flicks the page to. No. no. They don't. And every position, you know, you, you earn more money, but it gives you that little bit more status. Um, you know, it does. Yeah. Europe was it was a the 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 goal in itself. You've got to be seen on, but you've got to be seen to be on the up. Mm. I mean, you know, and whether, and if we finish where we are now or worse, and then don't win the cup, then what you know what's then it's gonna then it's, there's not gonna be much down for us. No. The, the, you know, despite the money. Just before we finish, then we we go to Watford. Now we go to Palace. Yeah, we've got Southampton. Yeah, you know how many times have we sat in and said it's the Martinez's biggest. <laughs> I'm not going to say must win anymore. This, this is Martinez's <laughs> biggest three weeks probably because you you've got Watford and Palace who are both. Let's be honest. Let's face it. Struggling. Watford are dropping, uh, aren't they? On holidays because they're safe. Yeah, Watford. Have, well, have, I don't know about Palace. Palace, no, Palace but Watford certainly, I think, is safe. But that that's one next week. Whereas we go to Watford, we've got Palace. I think that's one of the games in hand, isn't it? Yeah. We've got Southampton at home, which is a massive game. God, who knows what Goodison will be like on that Saturday if, if we don't get results against Watford and Palace. That's right. It's like, if we'd have had a good season, or half decent even, I'm still, you know... But it, it, we've had such a wretched time of it that every single bad result now is just whacking the pressure on a hundredfold. Not, not, it's not just a normal defeat anymore. It's... It's now um, like a, a weight on his shoulders that's slowly dragging him down. Without a doubt, and I think... He can't afford another defeat, to be honest with you. The fixtures haven't been kind with the rearranged derby, like... Um, four days for Wembley, but... No, the Echo run a crucial vote on that. <laughs> I think he should rest everybody. Groundbreaking journalism, as ever. But, um, yeah, it's it's obviously it's busy, isn't it? We, we're going to have to try and get another podcast... Um, yeah. My phone stopped I'm doing like a Matt Lawrence name with your phone going off for Is it the ball? <laughs> it's it's the ball responding to the part of Phoenix Knights Island, Phoenix Knights uh, tweet. Is it is it Merrill saying he's got the job? <laughs> Give it Merrill till the end of the season. Um But yeah, you've got you've got Watford Palace and yeah. Southampton within the space of a week and then Liverpool and went, um the trip to Wembley. So we'll have to we'll have to get Get back in before then because we yeah. can't be covering like five games on the next podcast. I know, and I don't think I think we're gonna start getting lynched. We'll be sitting here on the crystal meth. <laughs> <laughs> the RV's already out front, so that's no problem in terms of supply. It's we're just, just <laughs> we um, Magnus, though, I don't know if he's still gonna be here. I think the weight of I know how it goes with Evan, it felt very similar with Smith. Honest prediction, you know, then, by the time we get to Wembley, will, will he still be in charge? For me. Yes, but I think ninety nine percent of Blues would would rather not. But he would, I think Evan, the board don't sack managers easily, even even if they're poor. I think um, I think no matter what happens in the cup, Everton might win a couple more of the games, get to maybe tenth, ninth spot. Yeah. At a push, and he'll keep his job and be given another season. Do you think the players that's, can turn it around? Yeah, that's them? not what I want to happen necessarily, but that's what I think will happen. Yeah, now, Everton. Um, obviously a cup win would be great with that because I'd just love to see an Everton captain lift a bloody trophy but an open top bus parade by the club shop hopefully no. Jagger could lift his head up then and actually smile on the show yeah. and get a fight but I'm no not, I'm not, not quite, a bit of a quite, there, but yeah no but you're right 
we just hope that things improve. Maybe we should do <laughs> since the podcast we've been ready. Well, what we'll do is if we win, if we win the cup, we'll hire a DJ for the podcast. Yes, and we'll just one hundred percent celebrate for an hour, and we'll. It's like, going to be cat parties in the brick esque. If Terry lets us have upstairs in Segura, we'll we'll have the party up there in the boots, and everyone can come. Champagne for everyone. <laughs> Listen, that's when it becomes irrelevant who's in charge. It's Evan Football Club. We badly need a trophy. It doesn't matter, you know. But I, I personally think we can do it without him. I, but, you know, if you read on Twitter, it just looks like the guy's minutes away from getting sacked. But then, you know, it t- Twitter tends to lend itself to hysterical people such as myself. I'm not like my, you know, there's people out there who possibly are still putting up with this. Mm, I think for, mm-hmm. the, for the meantime, we just need, we need three points. And 100%. Come, come, come five to five on Saturday, I'm hoping that I'm on Twitter or saying to you, we needed that. Just the way it's much it. better. We yeah, needed much that. Much better, yeah. You know, I'll, take yeah. A, I'll take a 1 0 win now with banters in off Troy Zini's head or something. <laughs> um, but, you know, Watford are no pushovers. We've got some decent players. They're down there about with us. I think they're a, a point behind us. Yeah. Um, and we need to get above West Brom. We're, uh, we're level with Bournemouth, okay, which no, no disrespect to them, but it's the West Brom. It's <laughs> what Chris, Chris Sutton said about it being unacceptable. He's right. Yeah. It, and it's snobbish to West Brom, but come off it. Victor you know. Anichibi must have been thinking, they were laughing when we sold me to these for six million. And we're now on above them in the table. And then, uh, They've got Lukaku up front, 25 goals, and they're still below us. Still below us, which, oh, reason number 900. Get him out. What did your band say? <laughs> he put up West Brom's team, and they had six centre-backs in it. And they said, this team is above us in the league. He made me laugh, and he said, Eto saw the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> we all he did. We all, we we all, all blamed Eto. There was problems, wasn't there? There's been. There's definitely things going behind the scenes. Distant Eto Morales. Now yeah. with with Pienaar, there's talk, isn't there? Pienaar's been fit for ages. He's telling so, everybody. Someone else was saying about Jagielka staging a walkout or something. Now, the caliber of managers that Eto's worked under, he's possibly seen right through. Mm-hmm. But he didn't last long at all, did he? No. No sooner as we made a song about him. I know. You've got off. I did have the privilege of seeing him score. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. At Chelsea and Burnley, and Burnley was fantastic goal. Two fantastic goals. But glory days, Burnley. Good glory days. Yeah. At all, beating, uh, we won in the cup, I think we won in the Europa League, and then beat Burnley in 3 1. You're right. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, but they were the days. Yeah. It just feels, it feels <laughs> like about a decade ago, though, doesn't it? That? It's unreal, really. It's like two years, but. It's two, really, years that need to come to a stop. Enough's mm. enough. It's just been downhill, 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 downhill. It's got to stop because I can't take much more moaning. No. I think, I'm, I think I've used all my moaning resources up. I just... <laughs> my Martinez is out. <laughs> I think they're going to... I can't even say a bit of Martinez's name now without the word out at the, the end. counsellors <laughs> will be contacting us saying, you know, we've heard a few of your podcasts. Do you want to come and get down to the clinic? Yeah, I think some of the couches are in store for us for an assessment. <laughs> but anyway, um, good to yeah. catch up as ever, Mark. Yes, Mark, um, definitely. Just a shame it's in such negative circumstances, but yeah, uh, let's hope we get back to winning ways Saturday, and we'll see what happens over a, an important and busy month for Everton FC. Definitely, yeah. Let's hope we do well. All right, thanks yeah. for everyone for listening. Thanks um, for listening. Also, don't forget you can download on iTunes to search Everton Fan Focus, and the links will be on our Twitter feeds tonight. Thanks. See you, everyone. Take care. Ta-ra. See you, Mark. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. Ta-ra.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.